All right. And if you stuck around just enough time to give Maury to clip that out, we're back for extra. I know uh, uh, Dash, I'm assuming, was pinging you pretty well, Digi. Like, you guys are running over your segments. You guys are running over your segments. He's like, drop the smoke, drop the smoke. <laughs> I said, fuck it, we're doing it live. So here we are for the, uh, we are here so, for the, the after hours party. Uh, yeah. I am about finished my bottle of uh, Elijah Craig bourbon. Ooh, very nice. I actually, you know, I, I was going to say, when we do this again, um, we're going to have to give enough time for everybody to go get another drink and then come back because I'm empty. Uh, so um, things, questions that we had for the, for the, uh, our guests here that we didn't, didn't get a chance to ask. And, uh, this one, I was gonna say this is a little bit more free spirit, you know, hell let's talk after dark. No, uh, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, God, I know there's, there's something, uh, that, you know, even the chats <laughs> says, yeah, more squirrels. Let's go right off the hop. Can you hear us talking about the size of your headset, Abinas? What the <laughs> hell is going on with that? Are your ears cold, buddy? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> So um, I got this headset, I think, three or four months ago when we moved. Um, it's an HP Omen. Uh, and I really like it because it's got the, the cool cooling plates on the inside. So like my head never gets hot, which is nice because I have a tendency of like really sweating around my ears, which is really annoying. So uh, with how large those are, I think it would have cooling plates, would have hot plates, <laughs> would have radar dishes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're so big. You got to fit the refrigerators on the side of his head. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, but it's, and it's like really nice sound quality. Um, you know, I really I like it. I could I probably could have gotten a smaller one, but you know what? It was on sale. I was like. Go big or go home, right? <laughs> go big or go home. And, and, and we exactly. went big. We went big. So, so God, I was going to say, uh, I think everybody sees the uh, God in the glasses, thinks it's uh, it's an image thing. You know, there he is in the Oakley. Uh, but uh, I actually didn't know this till we were talking about uh, for the pre-show. Uh, that's not uh, that's not just for the uh, appearance. Uh, there's actually um, something you want to highlight. Yeah, there's a practical value. Um, I actually have a, a congenital eye disease called RP, and uh, it stands for retinitis pigmentosa. It's a rare uh, disease. It affects about one in 88,000, uh, 80, no, 88,000 people across the country, and you know, a little bit difference around the world. Um, but it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm literally going blind, and it's just an inevitable thing. I've lost about 90% of my sight so far, and. Um, uh, I only have 10% sensitivity to light. And, uh, but the problem is, is that if there's any light in my face, like a big light, like I have above me, um, I can't see anything else because it, um, it uses up, uh, uh, some chemical in your eye that allows you to see. And then when I take, when the light goes off, I can't see anything at all for a while. So, um, so I'm always wearing glasses. The only time I don't wear them is when I'm like looking at my monitors, but I turn all the lights off in the house or in my room. And I, you know, I look at my monitor that way. But um, uh, there's no cure for the disease yet, but, you know, there's supposed to be one coming. So, you know, I'm pretty hopeful that, um, you know, in the next few years. But I also have a very limited perspective. Um, it's about this big or so that I can see. So uh, I call it looking through the, you know, working through the keyhole or the, uh, the remainder, you know. And um, so you just got to imagine, like, uh, putting these on your eyes and then, you know, knocking that down about 90%. That's basically Jeez. how I do all my work. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can tell you... What you do, I mean, even just in game, I have a hundred percent of my vision, a hundred percent of that, <laughs> and I'm still feel like, and then you, like, see, you like, it was like, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like it should be Leo's 
you know, way better, but what you do from your production aspect and what you do in game on the combat efficiency, uh, knowing that you have, you have the, you know, you're looking through the keyhole. It just makes it even more amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely think in the show notes or something, we, we got to have to put something, if you got a good link or something new, said so there's no cure well, for hey, that. If you guys, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'll get you guys uh, a link for, um, you know, for the RP thing. But if you guys want to see how I used to play before the disease started to come on, I have three old videos that are back, um, blast from my uh, battlefield past where I used to go 50 and one all the time. So, um, what you're seeing is a highly degraded play gameplay that I'm playing now, but, um, I used to be 50, 51, you know, 50 to one all the time, every, every time I touched the game and that was in hardcore yeah. mode. So, but, uh, yeah, still trying to rock it. You know what I'm saying? No, that's, that's <laughs> I awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I will never not accept you into my squad. Cause I need the best guy on the supply line. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Abbas, I know you you mentioned it in there and we didn't get enough time to talk about it, but you said, I've passed it on the criminal, you know, passed on the train camp, you know, change of command, if you will. Why? And if you go from there, what are you doing now that I think, you know, if you want to kind of introduce your dream job, which is very uh, justifiable, taking up so much of your time. What what a job, eh? Yeah. So, um. Uh, I mean, the whole team that that's kind of come in to fill the gap, random, uh, coming in as camp commander, criminal, who's taken up a lot of the training side of things and some of the more organizational stuff that I was doing. Uh, Stellinium, who is just the glue that kind of keeps the whole operation together. Um, you know, and, and there's other admins and other officers and other... Well, I mean, we brought in here all day. DC, didn't we? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they'll so, let so, anybody I mean, in. I, I could I could be here all day talking about uh, all the great people we have, um, but yeah, um, you know, officially, uh, I think a week or two ago, I officially stepped down as the camp commander and, and passed it on to Random, uh, which was definitely a proud moment for me. Uh, Random is uh, a good player and he's a good friend, and uh, he he definitely has the the right idea of what we need to be doing as a community, and and he's got a good sense of not only the game. But he's also got a good sense of of what really makes a community run well. So, uh, really, I was honestly happy to to pass it on to somebody like him because he'll do a great job, probably better than me, honestly. So yep. I'm looking forward Aww. to it. Um, Random. I'm gonna I'm gonna soundbite that. I'll send that your way later. <laughs> that, was, that was gold. That goes with uh, a lot of soundbites I got from a Venus. <laughs> a Venus. <laughs> a Venus. Uh, that is that is very well said. Um, you know your your current profession. I think you've you've really stepped into a new role, and I I think we're curious to know like wh- what are you doing now? Like what what is Abinus doing if he's not commander of the training camp? Yeah, so I uh, I stepped down. I, I mean, I I kind of informally stepped down, in, uh, you know, in October, but I officially stepped down a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, at the at the beginning of October, I I basically uh, landed the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, the university that I currently work for, the University of Hartford, I work at admissions there, uh, specifically for the engineering college. Um, they announced that they were introducing an esports team um, at the varsity level. Um, and varsity level, for, for any European friends, probably wondering what the hell that means. Uh, that just means, um, you know, like highest level, like think like Division One NCAA sport. Um, and so uh, I happen, the school I go to, the University of Hartford, happens to be a Division One school. We have Division One programs. Um, so it's, it's fairly serious. It's, it's maybe not like University of Alabama, but it's, uh, it's still a pretty serious <laughs> sports program. No, no, oh, no. 
Maury can cut out that roll tide. Uh, we we can put that in show guidelines here. As it, being in the SEC, we, we don't, you know. Anyway, but no, that's, that's, that's uh, awesome. So that, you're doing... That, that is wonderful. That is a so, wonderful opportunity. I can't think of anything better to run that program than yourself, Abinus. I mean, uh, what I've seen, I you know, it, I'm really inspired. I mean, from the moment I joined the camp and knew what you did and the work you put in, I think it was, it just goes, you know, hand in hand that you were the best person for that positioning. Um, I could be happy for you, buddy. Um, yeah. Congratulations. He bought a home recently, everybody. He's got a new house. Um, he's now, he's got a new job as an esports uh, leader. Like, I mean, this guy's living the life. That's yeah, I mean, fantastic. he's got no pictures, but you know, he's taking, he's taking a, you know, a little bit of a monk life, uh, you know, perspective. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, we're losing there. our trust. Yeah, yeah but so, so Abnus, what, what's the what's the games that we're going to see you uh, getting your teams into now? Yeah, so, um, so I the, love that wheel game. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, so, that game was, uh, I don't know what it was, but it was crazy good. <laughs> well, I'll have to come back and play it sometime. Uh, but um, yeah, so so basically, we uh, I got brought in, and uh, I basically was kind of given an, an open plate. I basically. I had uh, 80 applications to go through, uh, and I had to kind of figure out where our strengths were, uh, really kind of go after those strengths first. I found about 15, 16 students right away that were at the highest ranks of the pool that I was given uh, in a few games, kind of got them on board, talked to them about what my you know kind of plan and strategy was. And in all honesty, it's very similar to what I did with the training camp. Like, like what I did with my esports organization to start is like directly out of the playbook from how I kind of got things going uh, organizationally here. So um, I, and I, I mentioned it in the post I made uh, on the Discord, but like, you know, creating uh, the HLTC along Godsend and, and the other admins and officers like directly like had implications as to how I'm handling this kind of esports organization. And, and if you had asked me even six months ago, if I would be the esports director of a collegiate, you know, varsity program at a D1 school, I would have been like, good joke. Uh, but here we are. So <laughs> You're hurting um, the kittens in nicely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so in terms of, yes. So in terms of games, so, uh, so right now I've got sponsored teams in League of Legends, Rocket League, which is the wheels game. Uh, God, I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's so uh, hip. He's so hip with the kids. <laughs> Um, can we find you on myspace (laughs) (laughs) um so uh valorant overwatch uh super smash brothers uh and counter-strike um and we're we're maybe going to be bringing in uh, a call of duty uh black ops cold war team as well so potentially seven but right now six nice Gotcha. Gotcha. So one thing you mentioned on in the uh, interview earlier is a lot of these games have a competitive game mode that is different than the public game mode. And you highlighted that as something that and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's something that is needed. Uh, or, I mean, would you encourage that? Cause actually I feel like it's a little bit the opposite. I, I feel like that's something that shouldn't be encouraged, but I want to hear your perspective on, uh, especially as you're now in the esports world, uh, on, uh, is that something that is required and how would hell let loose do that? If, if you had a few ideas. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, there are a couple different ways you could do it. And I think to the, to the competitive community, you know, I think what the competitive community wants above all is is they want like a lot of balance. And I think 
um, parts of the game don't feel balanced due to like allocation of, of where the strong points are on the map, as you were talking about with, with mm-hmm. Southern Approach on Hill 400, uh, you know, just kind of being like in this kind of weird position, you know, structurally to the map. Um, but I think the other thing is like competitive players really want to be playing against other competitive teams. I think that's people want, you know, people that are at a certain skill level want to play against other people at a certain skill level. That's what I see within my own esports organization. Um, you know, it, it's a big difference playing like just a, you know, a casual match where you, you're playing a variety of skill levels versus when you go into a competitive match and you, you know, you're playing people that are, are playing the game a lot. They have more hours, they put more time into it. They really, you know, are invested. Um, and so, um, I think what I was trying to say was if, if hell let loose decides that they want to more enter this competitive sphere of the game, they're going to need to make a decision long-term uh, to have two separate kind of areas for the game to exist. It, it's fine. Like, I, I love the, the pub casual matches, personally. I think they're great. They're a lot of fun. Um, but, but that atmosphere doesn't directly kind of, like, transpose into, like, what competitive play is. And, and one, one thing, just while you guys were talking about, you know, kind of the, some of the changes in the last update, um, you know, for competitive play, what, what might be really nice is, uh, you know, the matches are 90 minutes long, um, you know, maybe the first 45 minutes you play one side of Foy and then the second 45 minutes you play the other side of Foy and, and maybe yeah. the game moves in that kind of direction. So that way, you know, neither side can say, oh, I was at a disadvantage because of X or Y. And, and with the new, uh, scoring system that was brought in, uh, that they're thinking about that actually could maybe work, uh, really well, because if you win both sides of Foy, you're the better team. If you only win one side of Foy, then maybe there's there's something there structurally with the map. So I think, um, and it's not a guarantee, but it could be. So of course, I, I think I think you know, I don't. Hell at Loose is not an esports title, and I, I don't think they're trying to be one. And and I and I don't really think that they should be. But there's clearly you know that's there, there's an organic competitive community that has formed in the last year that is really kind of the, the diehard fan base of the game currently. And I think what you're seeing the developers do right now, again, I'm, I'm, I'm from the outside in, I haven't played Hell Loose in about 60 days. Uh, and I haven't really been following updates. And, he, and he's on a talk show about the game. Uh, no, 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 but, but, <laughs> what, but does he what I mean, but what I mean by that is I think, um, they they're they're clearly listening to the competitive community. I think what they're going to just ultimately need to make a decision about like will there be a competitive aspect of the game that we really need to cater to, and can we do that within the confines of what the casual kind of play mm-hmm. style is? I think that's yeah. really the the tricky part. Yeah, and I'll say you know what's good for competitive might be good for public, but what's public might not be good for competitive. I mean, there's going to be the balancing play, so you'll have options, right? And that's why I think you're going with this in a sense of like, oh, let's set up the settings so a server owner might have a little bit more say in kind of like the finer details of what they want out of their actual match that they're trying to run at any given moment. Um, I Just give us options. And I, I, okay. I wholeheartedly agree. I think more options is going to be better. You can find or tweak this or that that you'll, you know, you want to see out of an actual match play, um, as opposed to, hey, let's just play the general game uh, as as is developed. Um, yeah, and a lot of a lot of my a lot of my perspective comes from a game that I was really involved in earlier, uh, World of Tanks, and World of Tanks made a conscious effort to go after esports. Um, 
but they created a game mode which was points based on like total value of tanks. So the heavier tanks got you know consumed more of your points and lighter tanks. And it, very quickly you got into this mixture of tanks that the players, you know, why would I have this little small one with these large ones? And it was min-maxed for what it needed to be at the competitive side. And when it was broadcasted to the average base, it just didn't have the viewer count. Because let's be the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's uh, soccer, football, um, anything. An esports needs to have a viewer in order to generate ads, generate prize money, to continue, you know, Abinus, you know, all this uh, from there. Um, I think with the hell let loose, and one reason why the 18v18, I could definitely see being a, a different structure that would work. Uh, is that when people got in, they'd be like, hey, I fight over that point. This is just a different you know, ring or uh, structure that's set up, but the gameplay is still the same and relatable to the individual players. It, it really refined the touch of like the overall game into like specifics. I mean, it's gunplay. It's, it's one point we're focusing on at any given moment. Let's just let them duke it out. I mean, I, I really think that was the purest moment that you could develop with the current settings in the, the, the frame uh, of the components in the game. I really think that brought in a lot of fun aspects. All players enjoy. I mean, that's, that's the purest moment. You're going for one point. You've got a balanced side on East and West. You're going for one point. I really think that was a really, really good structuring with the current dynamics of the gameplay as they're set up. And it really refined it down to, well, I mean, let's, let's, have a fucking gameplay with just guns shooting at each other. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was so simple. It was so simple. It was so beautiful. I mean, I can't wait for the next invitational to come about. Um, I really enjoyed that style. I mean, it's, it just, it just heightens the, the points of, well, I mean, who's the skill level? What, I mean, what's the play? Everything could be as balanced as could be. All right. So God, I, I have a question for you here. Um, the content that you produce, what software do you use? What websites do you love? I mean, what what's if someone's a budding content creator? What, give 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 them the tools of your trade, if you will. Sure. Well, um, I used to use a lot of different tools actually, and um, I even used Flash at one time. I used to use um, uh, if you see those back to the uh, battlefield. Yes, did you? We know your tools. The blast of the battlefield pass. <laughs> A lot of the text in there was actually done with uh, flash overlays, but now um, I use Adobe exclusively. That's uh, <clears throat> my favorite products, and it's it's not just because um, you know basically they have everything that you need. It's because um, you know the, the the industry has improved so much that now you know basically any company that you go to is going to have everything basically that you need. But I just use Adobe for the most part because they have the most tools and. Uh, I don't know if I, I can say the best tools, but they're, they're pretty amazing. And um, there's a deep, deep informational um, uh, library on YouTube that you can use to learn how to use them. So uh, that's what I recommend. There is a cost with that, though. Um, so there's a lot of other options out there that are free. And I do recommend a couple of them, like DaVinci. You know, um, uh, there's a few more, but DaVinci is pretty big in terms oh, of like... Yeah, and I've used DaVinci. It's very user intuitive. Yeah, I mean, it. I, it's a beautiful, yeah. it's a beautiful program for not a whole lot. I mean, it I really, always say go free before content. you go anything. You know, so exactly. go free, see if you like it, then and then test go for those it. waters out a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I've used it for several of my content. Uh, you can follow me at Digivision. I mean, I think it, it really provides a lot of components at the base user level without a, a cent. 
involved. Yeah, and, a, and a lot of times you're not even doing heavy editing. Um, you're just cleaning up what you've got, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like Adobe because I, I know all the platform very well. And I, I've actually done some stuff for Adobe. And um, what it allows me to do is anything that I can imagine. So, it, but if you're just doing basic editing, you know, I go with DaVinci. And then if you decide to get into some of the motion graphics and the cool stuff that you see in the spectacular video, it's all done with motion graphics and After Effects. And um, when you start going that level, that's when you're going to start, you know, paying for the product. But as far as websites, um, you know, you, especially with that DCMA stuff, you, you really got to watch your copyright nowadays. Um, I've been, I don't know if you guys have been following, uh, the threads, but I have literally been saying that, Hey, Twitchers watch out. Remember I was saying, I was dropping it occasionally in the feeds saying, Hey guys, here's another news story about DCMA. They're coming to get you. you Stay away. (laughs) I've got a border separating me. They're going to have to come get me. (laughs) They were, they were, they were, you look for those stream beats. Uh, Harris Heller's a great uh, component that's yep, got he's yep. got free DMCA free uh, channels. That yeah, you he's got a whole big thing that. But uh, oh my god, be careful, everybody that out there that streams. Yeah, and they telegraphed game. it. They telegraphed like a bad boxer for months. So um, <laughs> you know, people who got caught with it, you know, they're, it's kind of on them because they literally were pumping up the news for months before they started going after dudes. So. Um, and I was doing my duty pushing it. But at the end of the day, um, look up royalty-free content and music, and you can find tons of websites out there where for very little money, you can actually buy a song or two, and you can use it into perpetuity um, to give your projects that little extra you know, polish. Everything needs background music for one reason or another. But, we um, use Pond 5 for the uh, content in yeah, hell. That's, my, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's one of yeah. My favorites right there. I could I could pump it. Let's see. Oh, let's just do a uh, quickly pump it in here. Uh, let's see. I think I got it. There it is. Intro song. There it is. Cranking in the background. So this was actually recommended uh, by Godsend here, and uh, there it is. But uh, if, you, if you guys, I mean, really that, that cost us like what fifteen bucks for a ten minute loop. So. Oh, yeah, you went big, too. You went big. You could have went smaller, you know, for, like, less, you know, but you you chose what you needed, and you got what you needed. You know, you're happy. Uh, But there's a lot of options, you know. But I, you see, it's all, it all comes down to the time equation. You know, it's um, time versus cost. It's like, okay, if I produce this myself, how many hours is that going to take me? And how much of, you know, my time in general, how much of my pain and suffering... Uh, that's how I figure out how much I'm going to spend. You know, I'm just like, okay, well, this uh-huh. is worth two yeah. or three hours of my time. So yeah, I'll drop 15 bucks to spare myself. Uh, another really good, uh, what I use for a lot of photo editing, I'll just give them the uh, the pump right now, is Affinity Photo. If you want a lot of what Photoshop has got to offer, but a yep. one-time purchase, um, Affinity Photo has, has been my media and graphics kind of development tool I've been using. gives a lot of the same techniques and tools that Adobe Photoshop might use. But it's a one-time purchase. Um, they've been fantastic. Uh, I will recommend them to anybody that's just starting out with their graphical design. Uh, Affinity Photo, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y. Awesome. Um, and they will give you everything you're going to need to get started on the kind of development of graphics, uh, just photo imagery and all that. And a, and a little tip too is all the language is the same now. You know, you, you, it's not you're not going to have like different language between the different software mm-hmm. for imaging editing. Um, it's all contrast brightness. It's all saturation. It's all every linear. Um, you know, light levels. Uh, they're going to talk in all the same language. It's you know you might have to look around to find out where these options are, but it's all the same language. So almost any video can help you. But 
the when I'm looking for a product that helps me do what I needed to get done, um, I'm always looking on YouTube to see, is it well-supported? If you find a product online that's well-supported, you are good to go, free, paid, or otherwise. So Squirrels here in chat says, uh, can Godsend get affiliated uh, with that? Uh, maybe get you a new mic. <laughs> I, I am affiliated with Adobe, actually, and I don't think they're sending me a mic, but I'll find so, out. But no, guys, I, I knew I knew there was a lot, uh, a lot of information that you guys had. And I, I knew we, we were writing up the show and I'm going, there's no way we're going to be able to keep this an hour and hit it. So I really do appreciate you guys staying for a little bit of uh, extra uh, here and picking out those uh, topics. Um, so uh, I think uh, Digi, uh, I guess the second s sign off here. Um, anything final questions you have for our guests? Uh, you know, I, I appreciate you guys. Godsend, Abinas, thank you for doing what you guys do. I, again, I would state it again. I would be where I was with Ella Loose um, without you guys. I would definitely not be playing this game still if I didn't have the community uh, support. Uh, so I can't say enough. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, if anybody's got any last minute questions, uh, definitely follow up. I'm DigiShadow in Discord. Uh, pound zero 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 three. <laughs> I like it when you guys say hello. If you guys got any comments or you just want to chat with me, by all means, send me a message. I'd appreciate it. Um, yep. And chat, follow up with his Discord information. And uh, thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, take care and have uh, very happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody else also. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see you January 3rd, where our guest will be a wild bill jamming. We'll talk a little bit more, and uh, maybe we won't uh, go rovers as long. So, But after all, this is Hell, Let's Talk. Let's talk. <laughs>